Beans and Rice is one New York City couple's coronavirus podcast. This is a daily, limited series podcast. Today is Monday, March 16th, and day four of our self-quarantine. Today, we welcome Bean's mom to the show. She breaks down emergency preparedness, urban agriculture, and apartment alpacas. But silly as he seems, beans will give you your protein. My good buddy Rice is that energy divine. Put us together as a team. We've got a flavor that's supreme. Beans and rice, beans and rice. Once or twice or even thrice. Beans and rice is nice. And welcome back, everybody, to episode four of Rice and Beans. It is Monday, March 16th. What's the name of our show? Oh my god, I did it again. You did it okay, again. Okay, we're going we're gonna to redo this. We're going to redo this. But this is going to make it to <laughs> the final edit. Be wait, be, and before you start, to, uh, you, you moved the photo a little bit, and I'm losing Janina a little bit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Welcome back to episode four of Beans and Rice, uh, broadcasting to you from Manhattan, New York, where we're starting to see more of the effects of the coronavirus lockdown. Um, you have your, with you Aleha, a.k.a. Beans. Janina, a.k.a. Rice. And on the line, we have probably the most special guest we have had on this show to date. We have Beans' mom. Hi, mom. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? We're, we're doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Really appreciate yeah, you. Thank welcome. you for taking the time. If you had to choose a grain, legume, or staple food to identify as, what would you choose? Oh, today I'm doing fava beans because I just started growing them and they're absolutely amazing and beautiful just to look at. So it'll be a fava bean. Oh, I amazing. love that. Okay. So we have beans and fava beans. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to refer to you as fava beans for the rest of the episode, but that's okay. amazing. Um, what inspired you to start working with fava beans? Oh, actually just seeing the plant. I've been thinking of growing fava beans and uh, lentils. Um, but I couldn't find any, I don't know where to find lentils to plant, so I have to figure that out. Mostly because we, we try to grow a lot of stuff here. Being in Long Beach, California, um, the weather is perfect for it. You can grow almost all year round. Yeah, speaking of, why, oh. don't, you, why don't you go through some of the things that you're working on uh, at home currently, including maybe some animals you're keeping? <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, we're gardening, we're experimenting with all kinds of plants, and we have, a, it's not a very large lot. But we've planted plums, peaches, uh, raspberries, coffee. We'll see how that goes. Cause coffee. Never, yeah. It might actually, the plants are doing great. I don't know, you know, how much coffee we'll actually get, but they're beautiful. Grapevines, all kinds of herbs and, and small vegetables, of course. And right now uh, we are experimenting with vertical gardening, too. So, That's cool. Uh, so that we can take advantage of every piece of space on the lot. And animals... Um, I'm down to one cat. There might be a puppy soon, but during this whole quarantine, we have to stop and because people aren't really getting together. So going and checking for puppies is hard. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Um, we have a, a her cousin cat, uh, Lemieux. Your sister's cat is coming here to stay until she ends up until she moves to San Antonio. So, oh, nice. So the household is growing by one. <laughs> With by, Lemieux. Yeah. By two, yes. if you count my sister. Well, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's my yes. I tell you Lemieux's coming, but I forget her. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but llamas are in the picture for the future, right? Alpacas. 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 Llamas are the me. big ones. Alpacas are little. 
Um, and I don't know, technically in Los Angeles County, which we're in, you can keep one animal that's a pet. We don't have much room, but I read recently of a man who keeps his alpaca in his apartment and just takes it to the park every day. So it might be a pet, and then we get to name it Moose. So, you know, oh, we'll see, that's we'll see a good when name. I can do that. But yeah. finding that's the alpaca good... might be harder than keeping it. Yeah, and I think the origin of that was a Rocky and Bullwinkle joke, right? Because mm-hmm. you were going to keep yep. another, get a, a smaller animal named squirrel, and it would not be a squirrel. But I'm yeah, curious yeah. about exactly. the logistics of taking your alpaca to the park, especially does it have a collar and a leash? <laughs> oh, you'd have, to, you'd have to get it a collar and a leash, but apparently they're really social and they want to be with you. Oh, so, and that's really The sweet. pictures I saw of this gentleman who, he lives with his wife in an apartment, and he loves alpacas, and one day she brought one home for him. So it lives there. And they show him going for uh, car rides with the alpaca with him and, you know, hanging around, watching TV with the alpaca, and then <laughs> taking it to the park just to walk out more, you know. So it's, I don't know, maybe it's possible. I wonder if they're like dogs and they stick their heads out the window. <laughs> they're goofy, they're, like they're very tongues. long necks. Yeah. And... <laughs> That would yeah. be a lot of fun. The <laughs> other cool. thing that this whole quarantine stopped was uh, when I was in Atlanta, Georgia, I raised, I had bees. And I have them set up, and uh, I need to figure out the regulations here in Long Beach, so I signed up for a class. It was supposed to start last Saturday, but it's been postponed. So we'll also be adding bees to the mix soon. Is it the same thing like in Atlanta, where like it's one day a year they have the big bee training, or will it hopefully come up before? Oh, this one they actually have more, and I think it's because the weather here supports it so much. And in Atlanta, you have like it's it's a two day thing where you go like eight hours or twelve hours a day, depending on how they section it, and then you have to buy your own bees. Here they they end up rescuing so many uh, swarms of bees that if you do the course, then they will give you bees. So, and it's a, it's a six week course. It's not a one day. That's so cool. So they just have bees to spare, and they at this time at this time of year you do. Well, rescued yeah. bees like. Yep. W- tell me more about the rescued bees, please. Rescued bees. Well, because people will call and it's like, oh my gosh, my lime tree it has a swarm of bees on it. Help, you know, and, and they go to the local bee association, and or sometimes you end up with things like oh my gosh, there's honey dripping out of my wall. And they'll come in and do what they call a cutout and find a huge swarm of bees. has been living in there for like 12 years and you just never knew it. Wow. <laughs> so they get them in a lot of different places. Yeah. I wonder if there's a pet finder profile for every single bee that gets rescued. <laughs> every individual. I would have a lot funny. of fun writing those. Oh man, it would require that's so much content to produce for like hundreds of bees that's for true. a single swarm. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned that, you know, a couple of plans are on hold because of coronavirus. And mm-hmm. um, I, I'd be curious to know how your response to the sort of coronavirus stuff going on has changed over time. I feel like you kind of let me know pretty early, hey, just, you know, this will probably lead to like some panics, like probably stock up on food. Like when was it first a concern for you? Uh, that's interesting because partially I think I'm more attuned to these things because um, your dad is immunocompromised, mm-hmm. the kidney transplant patient. So I kind of, when I, when I read the news, I kind of scan it for, you know, food recalls because, you know, listeriosis could be a death sentence. And when I notice a new disease or something, and they did talk about this one in China quite a while back. So I kind of noticed it. 
And then the minute China went into such extremes of shutdown, then that kind of sparked like, this is not good. And we live in Long Beach and there's a lot of international travel. So not because I think things are horrible, but because I know how this is going to hit the news and people are going to panic and your dad will end up being here at home specifically because he's immunocompromised. And plus your grandma and grandpa are both over 80 and we live in earthquake country. Mm-hmm. So between all those, um, I tend to keep things on hand, but I know other people, particularly people who live in apartments, can't really. So that's why I told you to just, you know, just get, you don't have to like buy the world out, but get enough so that if you get quarantined for two weeks, you can handle it. And uh, calling grandma and grandpa and telling them because they're, you know, 84, 85, they're not good at standing in long lines. Yeah. And I have, I tend to, I've always kept earthquake kits ever since you guys were little because the year you were born was the year we had the big earthquake here mm-hmm. and the freeways fell down and everybody, there was, you know, everybody was told to stay home and not travel. And because the freeways had trouble and the roads had trouble and even all the buildings had to be checked before people could go in, you couldn't, you couldn't go and stand in line in a store because the stores were all being inspected. So since then, I've always kept an earthquake kit. Um, after that, we had, I don't remember if it was after or before, we had the riots here in California. Yeah. So we had martial law with you know, mm-hmm. um, military everywhere. And again, people got nervous and cleared the stores. And then while we lived in Atlanta, we often had tornado drills. And there was a particularly bad storm where I went to Trader Joe's just for like mustard or something. And I didn't realize that they had been warning about this and the shelves were again empty. Mm. So just having seen this over time, that's why I gave you, I think about, what, four weeks ago I told you? Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. That, that's interesting because what you've mentioned just now, you've mentioned a couple experiences you've had when I've been sort of like alive and aware, but you also mentioned a couple of things that were sort of before um, mine and Rice's time. And you're the first guest on the show who can kind of speak to with more coherence um, earlier sort of crises that the U.S. has gone through and had to manage in terms of controlling the population. So I'm curious, you mentioned a couple uh, instances there in terms of like the Rodney King riots. Um, no, not the Rodney King. Or sorry, different riots. It was, yeah. wait, was it the Rodney King? It might have been, the, no, it was the Rodney King, you're right. The, ni- the 90s riots. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't think it was Rodney King because uh, the riots didn't happen right with Rodney King. They happened when they announced the verdicts. Right, yeah. Um, and also sort of one that has been compared in the news, obviously, is SARS, again, sort of before mine and Rice's time. So I'm curious how this is comparing to those for you. Um, well, if it more, like, how, how does that color the way you're responding to now? Okay, for SARS, well, I didn't uh, tell anyone to, you know, I didn't tell grandma or grandpa because there was no international response to it. They shut it down very quick. It didn't, it's very, it's more deadly, but the more deadly a virus is, the less it spreads because mm, yeah. people die too fast to spread it. So SARS, when it started, you didn't have the kind of reaction you saw in China when this showed up. All of a sudden, everything. and. When you see a country doing that, it's like it's just a matter of time till it gets here. So it's I, I didn't see the same kind of reaction around it, so I didn't have to respond the same way. So you were talking about uh, I think a couple of the earlier 
crises experienced. Um, one thing I'm, I'm really curious about is the way the government has messaged around this one versus how you remember messaging around previous ones. Um, and obviously we're seeing some discrepancies in how the federal government is talking about it versus local governments, but I'd love to hear your take on like what Long Beach officials have said to you, for example, and how it compares to previous cases. Right. Building on a question I was thinking of, our small but avid listening audience is mostly <laughs> East Coast based. So I think yeah. as far as you know, I mean, what Alejo has told you about the situation out here, how is California's response compared to other states, including New York? It's very, New York and California are very similar. Mm. And I suppose because um, they both have such large and diverse populations with a lot of travel back and forth, a lot of things that, uh, that your governor is doing um, are translated directly here uh, to the state. And then Long Beach is like the second, the third largest city in California, but we're like right next to to Los Angeles. So the Los Angeles mayor will make suggestions and Long Beach will go along with them. Um, we have a smaller government because it is, you know, the, the size difference is still huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing you that you do see here, and I don't know if you're seeing that in New York, is the amount of support um, that people are giving to each other. In my area, they've come up with block captains and mm. they're uh, delivering things to people and there's individual stores that have already started doing um i prefer if they would call them elder hours and we talked about this because what i've seen a lot is them telling elderly people and elderly with the ly is a diminutive and it makes people smaller and weak Mm -hmm. but if you think about all the great books it's the elders the wise ones you know we're more likely to take care of them if we talk about people with respect but they are doing that, and people in the neighborhoods are taking care of both elders and uh, particularly like young mothers, because when all of the wet wipes went, oh. you have a lot of children in diapers, and they can't get wet wipes for their diapers. So you have people will you know, say, what do you need? And they'll pick it up when they're out and about so that some young mom with her little baby doesn't have to go stand. There are lines here. People are nervous, and there's very long lines. And at this point, uh, I don't know if they've done it there, but at this point they have put limitations on how much of what people can buy, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. It's The lines are still long, but it's calmed everything down some. Um, but there are still people who suddenly they have, you know, two little kids at home um, because schools are closed, so they can't exactly go to the store to get anything. Um, and other people are stepping up. Uh, there's a lot of support to try and help people who work in restaurants. A lot of people who were uh, servers are now delivering. Mm. And there's a website that lists all the restaurants that will deliver so that hopefully these people can still have an income because they often live, you know, week to week. Yeah. Um, so there's there's just people trying to help each other, which is very heartwarming. So with something like block captains, do you know how people were organized to take on that role? Yeah, it's it actually started on there's a, for our neighborhood there's a website and it's I forgot if it's what's happening and then our area code or something like that. It there's both one on Nextdoor and one on uh, Facebook, and they put it out there that we'd like to organize by block captains to make sure we take care of everyone, and then they asked for volunteers for each block. Our particular block, we have a, a woman on our block who has already organized all of us. And so she put her name in, and each block they put a name in, and the ones that they didn't have one, 
um, they looked for one and or someone is taking two blocks for right now. Uh, so that's how they got them started. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was texting someone earlier, sort of by contrast, who was saying they would rather go home than stay in the city because they can't trust their, their neighbors. It's not really something in the culture over here to know the people who live around you. I don't even think I can name a single person in our building. Despite the fact that we are physically closer to them than I think you are to most of your neighbors, there's just sheer footage between you and the people around you. <laughs> Fava beans. But that, you know, I think sometimes when you live so close, you have to keep more social distance mm-hmm. because it's kind of it's kind of like that small town thing. Uh, a very small town, everybody knows everybody's business, mm-hmm. um, and a, a, a building is kind of like a small town, and it would be kind of uncomfortable for everybody to always know everybody's business. So when I've lived in an apartment, there's often been more social, natural social distancing than when I've lived in a neighborhood mm-hmm. where you have actual physical distance. Yeah. But it is hard, and I know a lot of people in cities must be a little, cities like New York or downtown L.A., where you have higher density, uh, must be a little, do people worry about supplies or stores, or does it feel good there? From what we've seen, and we have not really ventured into a store in a couple of days, it looks like the small sort of neighborhood grocery stores and bodegas are doing just fine. Yep. But it's the supermarket chains that attract yuppies like us that yeah. are really hard hit. It's, so it's Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, yuppies don't go to Costco. Not, as not much. so much. But, but Costco apparently was cleared out as of maybe even one and a half weeks ago, a little bit earlier than the rest. Yeah. Um, I had a horrible Costco experience because I went to Costco and I found this beautiful plant with blue flowers. And I could only bring one because I didn't have a card. I was just carrying it. And it's just gorgeous. But then everything broke loose. And the lines were wrapped around the building. And they had all of the plants with blue flowers inside. And I couldn't get any more. So it was like, oh, no, my flowers. Because <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth going for anything else. It's not worth going for water or anything like that. So I figured, okay, if I wait till, you know, they were at the time closing at 9. If I wait till 8.30 then everybody will will know all the water and the wipes and all that is gone. And it's empty at that time. So then you can go for any other stuff that you need. But you're right. Here, um, the area we live in has a large Filipino, Cambodian, um, and Latino air, uh, population. And then you have also, you know, other groups that mostly go to Costco and Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. And so on our on the network that they had... They listed all the smaller stores that people don't generally shop in, mm. all the uh, the Chinese ones, and a lot of them too. It was kind of awful because of COVID nineteen. People were a little not necessarily right here. I'm not going to say anyone did, but I think across the nation, some people got worried about. Oh, they're from su- such a place, therefore, so they were avoiding mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they were putting it on. Look, if you need these things, these are the places I regularly go to, and they had all the uh, smaller ethnic-run stores, and so people have kind of spread out. And in a strange way, it's getting people to go places and do things that they might not normally feel comfortable with, and get to know people as people. Right. I think we've been pleasantly surprised by our local supermarket, which we have avoided ever since Beans accidentally bought $10 
milk. milk. I messed up and bought a ridiculously <laughs> overpriced gallon of milk. I don't know. I didn't have a sense yeah. of like how much that should cost, so, so I assumed it would be fine. It's, I, I kind of really <laughs> admire the business strategy of the supermarket because our neighborhood is really, really mixed income. Yeah. Like we have like federal housing projects next to buildings where like we live as people who are new to the neighborhood and paying a higher rent than others. But the supermarket has responded by stocking everything from Goya products to like Brooklyn artisanal <laughs> ice cream and oat milk and yeah. oat milk. And <laughs> wow. I think they make money wow. on both extremes of their yeah. business on sort of like quote unquote, like That's luxury hipster goods. Yeah. And then what most people around here eat. Yeah. But we have avoided them an and now we're strategy. loyal customers again. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Frontier earlier had offered college students who got stranded free flights mm-hmm. home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's like, that's the kind of, it's like, whoever got a free flight is going to be loyal to them for life. Yeah. <laughs> they saved mm-hmm. them. Thanks, Student Universe did that too. Um, we are starting to run towards our time, and there were two last activities okay. that I wanted us to do. One is sort of a, you know, just a personal response to the following question. Um, there's emergency preparedness kits and lots of like things you should have on hand. I'd like everyone to go around mm-hmm. and say one non-essential thing they'd like to have with them for the apocalypse, just for, for personal importance. So it's like one thing that's not required that you just like having with you makes it a bit more secure, oh, more safe. That's, that's, that's easy. That's Artemis, my cat. Oh, Oh, <laughs> so, but if it's not that I did jokingly buy a bag of uh, ghost pepper potato chips from Trader Joe's and a box yeah because I never buy potato chips and a box of jelly beans um, for in case of emergency because when I open those it's like I know it's really desperate (laughs) I think on a similar vein to candy it's chocolate like we currently have a chocolate that I've been rationing out like one square per day (laughs) I don't think it will last till the end so I may make it a square every other day yeah but Having that to look forward to and to sort of break up the monotony has made me feel better. Yeah. That's yeah. I will also go a, a food item. So we just found a place that sells Casica Chorizo, which is the brand of chorizo that my family trusts. We don't make meat very often in our home, but we do value that particular, having chorizo on hand for in case we're having a tough day, like a nice thing to include. So. When we found oh, it. Nice choice. Yeah. When we found it yeah. in the supermarket, we bought them out. Yeah, we bought like four. <laughs> yeah, we bought. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It is comfort food. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think the last thing we're going to do today is, of course, thank our sponsor. And the way this works, Fava Beans, is that we're going to go one word at a time and thank the sponsor that we make up as we go. So it's a creative exercise. It should be a little fun. Um, I will start, and then I can go race, and then you, and then we'll repeat. Uh, thank you. For your contribution and your support for our podcast. I don't want to do just little words. Thank you. <laughs> who are we thanking? Give us a noun, fava beans. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wait, who are we thanking? We're, we're making it up as we go. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I can't think of anything else. Thank, thank you for everything. It's like, you, I don't have a noun. Oh, oh, that's okay. We today's can, we can sponsor is you, the <laughs> today's listener. Today's sponsor is the listener, <laughs> giving us your time and attention. Thank you so much. 
Um, okay, so that is episode four of Beans and Rice. Thank you so much, Fava Beans, for being here. Really yes, appreciate thank your you. time. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, and come back tomorrow for episode five. All right. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye.